Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, managing editor, FightfulWrestling.com, here for what will definitely be the most watched program on any screen this Sunday night, anywhere. Nobody will be talking about anything more than this podcast. I am joined by Alex Palowski. You can catch him every Monday, every Tuesday after Raw and SmackDown. He'll be joining uh, you guys next Saturday for uh, AEW Double or Nothing along with Warren Hayes. I will be in Las Vegas. If you're in Las Vegas, hit me up. Come say hi. I'll be at StarCast covering things. I'll be uh, at a few other events, situations like that. Uh, We're going to be bringing you a ton of content. Alex, how you doing? Well, the Bucks lost in double overtime. And then... And then I, f- I feel like Vince personally attacked me with the ending of the show. So I'm not doing great. <laughs> I didn't hate it as much as, as you did. So we're going to talk about this at length. I've got some backstage news to give you guys. Reminder, FightfulSelect.com. That is our premium service. If you want to support our independent coverage of professional wrestling, a lot of our exclusives, uh, we do a lot of great things over there. Q&A shows, the Fightful Report, which is exclusives, contract, injury updates. Warren Hayes has a great 205 Live NXT UK review. Uh, we also have Steven Jensen's Weekender podcast that reviews a lot of non-WWE stuff. I also reviewed Dark Side of the Ring the first season. And going up early for Tier 2 subscribers tonight, Alex, I interviewed Jordan Grace just as this show was starting. Oh, that's weird because apparently she's been in the news. She's been in the news a little bit. And yeah. Fightful has the exclusive there. She was kind enough to speak to us about her new contract with Impact Wrestling and why she didn't have one before. Uh, That will be up on Fightful Select after this podcast and um, will be on the main site tomorrow. But we got a lot of neat stuff coming this week. Jeremy Lambert, uh, he's writing an article or a column rather about AEW, uh, their style and statistics. I have one coming up about AEW and the competition that they could provide WWE. And uh, the return of Making a Finisher, my interview series that takes an in-depth look at developing finishing moves, 
and executing them, Christopher Daniels and the Angels Wings uh, in honor of AEW Double or Nothing that will be up this week. Uh, lots of neat stuff there. Uh, before we get into this, I want to thank Joe Holbert for covering this event. Andrew Thompson, his first week full-time, he's doing great. But let's go ahead and get into this show. WWE Money in the Bank, Alex. I thought, all things considered, with the exception of some weird stuff that happened, I thought this was a very fun show, an easy-to-watch show, honestly. And we're talking a five-hour show that was easy to watch. That doesn't always happen, Alex. No, I mean, it was it was easy to watch. It didn't mean there weren't some stupid, inexplicable sure. stuff that happened during it. But, you know, it wasn't like, you know, there were didn't feel like there were a lot of slogs. You know what I mean? Like, I, honestly, I felt we were spared from an 18-minute Roman Reigns getting headlocked thing versus Elias. And I was, I think, I honestly, it's just as likely as Reigns was like, listen, um, Game of Thrones finale starting in like two minutes. Let's make this quick. And, so, well, well, and Vince we'll, was like, sure, fine. We'll get into it. Uh, it's, man, I mean, I know WWE wrestlers that were watching Game of Thrones over this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, hey, because uh, not everybody was backstage, and which, which did lead me to wonder, why the hell is Lucha House Party in their gear on the watch-along stream? Mm. But uh, that, that was eventually answered, but. Let's go ahead and get into this. A reminder, my match ratings are up on Fightful Select Tier 2 now. They'll be up in the morning on uh, FightfulWrestling.com. This show, uh, I thought that Becky Lynch cut a good promo on, uh, about her two matches on the pre-show. Sam Roberts is getting better. And I, a lot of people are like, he's very clearly fed some stuff. Oh, yeah. It draws him the aggression of fans. I love things like him bringing up that Becky Lynch had two matches at the Royal Rumble and only won one of them. Like that isn't sure. a thing that we we usually see brought up. And yeah. I think Sam Roberts has been doing a fairly good job of that lately while being a little more edgy than what WWE originally had him coming in and being, which was the Captain Obvious, we don't need your take guy. Right. Well, listen, um, I think he's insufferable um, because <laughs> – because He's trying to be a Bobby Heenan type, like just he's just anti all the baby faces and pro all the heels, which is fine. Bobby Heenan made it entertaining. He was funny. Yeah. This guy's just just awful. He's just he's just a troll. He's an internet troll toward like people's favorites. And oh, okay, fine. But I get enough of that on my timeline, in my mentions. Thanks. That's fair. I don't need to see it in my pre-show. So honestly, whenever he's talking, let's mute it. Boy, let me tell you, that quality filter on Twitter has really made a difference in my life. <laughs> That's true. I care far too much about what people on Twitter say, so that has helped out a lot. A reminder, guys, if you want us to care a little more about what you have to say, donate one of those super chats. We'll answer your question, read your statement on the air. I'm also doing a Q&A show this week. I will do one on Fightful Select again next week after I get back from Vegas. So if you subscribe to Fightful Select, you get an extra show. Uh, but uh, you can ask as many questions as you want over there. Usos defeated Brian and Rowan. No title changed hands, though, Alex. So we got a Raw team, the Usos, who just moved from SmackDown, beating the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. However, those SmackDown Tag Team Champions already beat that Raw team for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, even though that original team wasn't on SmackDown. You know what I'm talking about, Alex, because you covered the show. Yeah, I remember. 
we were talking about this and we thought, oh, well, at least we're getting some weird kind of championship match on the pre-show. We talked about it assuming, fully assuming it was a championship match because otherwise, why even do it? If you had it, like if the Usos beat Brian and Rowan, they get a title match, still stupid, but at least there's something on the line. Now, we'll talk about this. The Usos win, and the audience is like, the, the announcers are like, what does this mean? Are they contenders? Hey! Like, I'm like, they, your, they showed you, up and said we are contenders. Why <laughs> would this not make them contenders? Man, it's just, this is just bad. Rowan works the majority of the match, and that's not necessarily a bad thing because he is constantly improving. Yes. He is mowing sons of bitches down with that body press. Mm-hmm. I admire that. So then when Brian comes in, he's fresh and he stalks his opponent. And it's really it's a it's an element of Daniel Bryan as a heel that we've like never it. really seen before. So he and Eric Rowan as a tag team, getting Heart Foundation vibes off of him, Alex. At least at least for the the in ring, so to speak. But Daniel Bryan has a much more twisted edge than Bret Hart had. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. And the best part about it is that he's not a chicken shit heel. He's yeah. not. So so if he's if he if he if the other guy he's in the match with. Gets the upper hand for 10 seconds. He's not running back to his corner and tagging in Rowan. He's still confident enough to like lay in some good shots and he tags out when he needs to, but not because like, ooh, don't touch me. I'm scared of you. Like th- the actual dynamic is much better. I, I, the nothing I hate worse than stupid baby faces and chicken shit heels. Like I actually just you go out there and wrestle. Um, and, and these guys, Ro- Rowan and Brian. Like, it honestly felt like it was this weird way, like, putting the straps on them. Let's just get Daniel Bryan out of the title picture, the major no WWE title picture, but let's keep him doing something. Let's keep a belt on him because, you know, we want him doing that. But it felt like – but this actually feels organic and real. Like, they're, they're, they're teaming. It feels different than any other tag team out there right now. TJ Ridgeway, thank you for the super chat. Says the Yowie Wowie chant was great. Happy for Bray. Let's hope it continues when he's on on the screen. Um, yeah. Jimmy Uso did a damn whisper in the wind. Rowan did a double suplex, which allowed Brian to pick up the pieces. Jay got caught in a label lock off of a, a splash attempt, but Jimmy breaks it up. Rowan caught both Usos on a suicide dive attempt. Love this spot. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "All right, let's super kick him a bunch of times and force our way through." Yep. Then they double super kicked Brian on a suicide dive attempt and got the Uso splash for the win. Uh, shitty 50-50 booking, but still a solid match. Yeah, and Rowan, again, again continues to improve. Uh, I didn't think they were actually going to go through with the double suplex off the top rope to both Usos. The Usos are not tiny. He's not doing that to Kalisto and Lince Dorado. Like, those are those are big boys that he's, that he's doing a double suplex to. That was... Really impressive. And I also loved that he tagged in Brian and then had to like rest and like work it, work all the knots out of his back on the outside while Brian was doing his stalking around the Uso thing. I thought that was really good. Um, uh, and I, I also want to mention that uh, I think it's Tom Phillips did not knew, know which Uso was in the match at one point. He was like, oh, super kick to the Uso. Can the Uso yeah. get up and tag in his brother? Well, I mean, one was wearing a shirt and one wasn't. Right, uh, I know, couple, but, he, but he didn't know that. A <laughs> couple more Super Chats. Tyler Go Bulls D-Rose 2019 says, Brock smiled and jumped for joy and said, guess who's back? 
Do you think he generally loves WWE? Oh yeah, Alex, Toronto in six. Well, let's hope Toronto in six. But uh, yeah, I think Brock likes WWE a lot more than anybody will ever pretend that he does, but he's very smart and makes money. Uh, Wild Boy 87 <laughs> he posted a thing on Twitter that said, I once got hired at the Cheesecake Factory, not for my culinary skills, but for my last name. What was it? And he offered to pay somebody $10 if they guessed it. He super chatted us that $10 because I guess uh, EC3 saw me guessing, slid into this guy's DMs and said, hey, I used to work at Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> you never know what will happen when you engage with Fightful on uh, Twitter because, yeah, that's news to me. Yeah, uh, Women's Money in the Bank. Bailey wins. This match was fantastic. There were Great. a couple of sloppy spots, which we'll get into. But uh, first off, Naomi liked a different look. Yeah, me too. Change it up a little bit. I, I dig it, man. Yeah, I like the vertical stripe. She was like a killer bee in there. I like that a lot. Especially had to yeah. see the, the two bees that she was that were glowing that she walked out there with. I like. She's that gonna too. be the president of the Cauliflower Alley Club in about thirty years, like sure. Brian Blair. I'm Why ready not? for it. Carmella's in the match, Natalia, Nikki Cross, who I'm happy is continuing the sanity entrance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dana Brooke, who is just in fantastic shape and she did really great in this match. Good stuff. Ember Moon, who I heard's name was tossed around a little bit about this match, uh, but obviously didn't end up coming to fruition. And Mandy Rose with Sonya Deville. Uh, I was particularly interested to see how Dana Brooke performed in this match. Thought she did great. She She proved that she belonged in a match like this. The only spot that I looked at and I was like, ah, that was real bad, was the beginning of the tornado spot with the ladder. Uh, yes. Because it, it was slow and people, I, I, I'm done with that. The tor- it's stupid. You got to do it right. The problem with this is, is that it, it requires, the feeding for this is just absurd. These women have to get up and literally walk into the ladder. I've seen it done where the guys are getting up and they're disoriented from other stuff and they don't realize the ladder's twisting around. But women were getting hit by that ladder twice. If you got hit once, stay down. Or how about this? Dive at her knees. Do something that's that's not walking into the ladder spinning around. Hope you get a Mark Judge in about 20 years when you're doing a CTE lawsuit, maybe. <laughs> Use this footage. Uh that spot was not good, uh, but Mandy then ran up a propped ladder to hit her knee. Mm-hmm. That was creative. Naomi countered a catapult by rebounding with a kick, ran across a couple of bridge ladders. That was a little bit slow. Some of these you could tell that they had to set up for, which yeah. was a big a big contrast between this match and the main event. But I thought that both worked in their own ways. Uh, I've noticed that Tom Phillips' worst ooh offenses are in women's matches. Mm-hmm. because that's all he called things. That was a big contrast too. Tom Phillips, some of his worst work in this match. Michael Cole, some of his best work, which we'll talk about later. Carmella gets injured, but the camera is on her an awful lot. She ends up coming back though. Yeah. Did you see the spot in which this this happened? Yeah, I saw a spot. It was weird. She she was standing, she was waiting way too long for Mandy to make her, her, her to get her, hit her mark and, and do the spot. Um, but she was standing there, like, straddling a ladder while it was, like, laying down on its side. And Mandy came along and kicked the ladder into Carmela's left leg. And then Carmela immediately sold her right knee. It was a really weird spot. Uh, listen, I was fine with it because of, because of the storyline that played out later. And we actually got a reason later in the night. An actual storyline reason for for this guy to be, for, for a competitor 
to not be able to climb the ladder fast. So yes. That was good. Yes. Uh, there, there were a lot of positives and a whole lot of negatives that were <laughs> put forth on this show. So um, Bailey was by far the most demented, violent person in this match, mm-hmm. I thought, which was great that she always kind of is in, yeah. in these types of matches. Um, I know that Nikki hasn't been on TV much, but commentary could learn the name of her finish. They call it yeah. a swinging neck breaker. She's called it the purge forever. Yeah. Uh, I love the spot with Dana Brooke battling Mandy. Yeah. And then Dana just hangs onto the hook and is swinging back and forth. She is going above and beyond to prove yeah. that she belongs. And, and she was like, um, uh, Hey, how about like, I grab onto the chain and I'm, I'm just swinging from the chain. Like, can you do that? Do you have the upper body strength for that? And then is like, bitch. Yeah. Cause like nobody else in that match could have done holding on for dear life up there and actually be confident. They're not going to slip, but she had like full on 90 degrees holding up on that rope with her, with her elbows. She was not falling at all. Like that was really good. She's, she went above and beyond in this match. I have to hand it to her. I didn't think she belonged. She showed she belonged. Natalia ends up pushing everybody off the ladder. Ember hit this eclipse from outside the ring. Yeah. what did you think of that? Well, I mean, they weren't going to do it off the 12 foot ladder, but I mean, if you actually look at the, at the angle uh, they showed later, she's not much higher than she would be standing on the top rope anyway. She's had a, she had had a lot more distance to cover, uh, but I thought the spot was great. She had, you had to do one off the ladder when you put your, we are owed an eclipse off the ladder when you put Ember Moon in the money in the bank ladder match and she yeah. hit it and I was happy with it. <laughs> Sonya Deville is at ringside and helps Mandy up. And there's a great visual of Bailey pushing them off the ladder. Like I'm sure there's going to be a picture that WWE Digital puts out of yeah. the look on Mandy and Sonya's right. faces. You mm-hmm. can tell that some moments are meant for the photos they're going to show the next night on Raw. Yeah. This is one of them. Really good from all three. Yeah, um, Sonya uh, picking up Mandy, who I forget what happened to her, but it, she didn't look like she could have. She was that hurt. But like literally, fireman's carrying her, and, and like she's Samwise Gamgee. Carrying Frodo to Mount Mount Doom, she's climbing up the ladder. Uh, this is the thing I wondered: if if this match is no DQ because ladders, is there any reason why Sony Deville could not have just like been stomping everyone who, who was laying outside the ring? No, like, is there's that, no is that reason a, against the against the law. So I I wonder why. Like when you when that opportunity is opened up, and there's a person at ringside that can help you, it would have been better for me if she had not been out there the whole time and ran down the ramp to help Mandy in that moment. Cause otherwise she's just hanging out ringside, not really doing anything when she could have been helping out Mandy actively throughout the match. Yeah. Uh, Bailey ends up winning. I thought this was good. They hit a lot of great spots and you know, Alex, sometimes you gotta hit the spots. <laughs> yes, it's true. Spots but need to be hit. Yeah. Spots need to be hit. You, you gotta, you, you have to do it. You got to please the consumer. You oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And sometimes you got to hit the spots to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And if you want to get a real high spot, our friends at Blue Chew can help. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. You know, kind of like your own personal money in the bank cash in. 
prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person doctor's visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, no more awkwardness, free. That's what we're doing for you, free when you use the code FIGHTFUL. It is the better, cheaper, faster alternative. Check out Blue Chew and let them know that you heard about them from us at Get Blue Chew on Twitter. Hot dog. Have a bit of a championship celebration of your own, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Very good match. Uh, WWE United States Championship. This is where the stuff gets weird. Mm-hmm. Talked about 50-50 earlier. That continued with Rey Mysterio and Samoa Joe. A match which I don't know why we needed to run back anyway. Because Samoa yeah. Joe already beat Rey Mysterio definitively yeah, that at was WrestleMania. And then... Rey Mysterio got another shot, a non-title shot against against Samoa Joe, and beat him on SmackDown for some reason. Like I don't even I understand why Rey even got that match, but because by virtue of winning that non-title match on a random SmackDown, that means he gets a title shot here at Money in the Bank. Come on, there's there are lots of other people who could challenge Samoa Joe. He doesn't need to be Rey Mysterio. Joe kicks out Rey's leg pretty well. Joe gets busted open. What busted him open? Did I miss that? No, it was a seated senton. Like there like, you go. He, he fully landed directly all of his weight on Joe's face. Like if you, I went back cause I was wondering, cause I, after the, after the match was over, Joe's just destroyed facially. And I was like, what the hell happened? I rushed back and watched it. Damn it, man. It I just did my blue chew. Listen, segue. I, 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 I got, if I, you want to destroy somebody facially, <laughs> bluechew.com code fightful, uh, Ray pins Joe and Joe's shoulders are way up in the air. Just, just way uh, up in oh, the air. His right shoulder was a, a full foot off the mat. So this is <laughs> early on, ref getting buried. Yeah. Uh, I had posted on Twitter one of the first things, and really it's recited at almost every sort of talent meeting you'll you'll be in, in, in a lot of indies. Don't bury the ref, especially early on, because it's very hard for the ref to retain any semblance of authority with the crowd after that. Uh, that was not a concern for WWE on this night, Alex. No, it was not. Uh, this was the, I, I tweeted this that uh, the B in hashtag MITB stands for bury the refs. It was it was bad. It was like a it was a running theme. So much so that I expected it was intentional and would pay mm-hmm. off later in the night. Well, it, some of it was, and it might. I don't know if it will. If it, I mean. Obviously, it didn't tonight. Not tonight, but I th- maybe it does later tomorrow uh, or whatever. Perhaps. I, uh, I, I guess we'll see. I don't want to completely write it off as if it won't. But as of right now, it, it hasn't been. But, hey, the show continues tomorrow. Dominic comes out. Joe beats Ray's ass really hard. guess this has to continue. Steel cage match. Shane McMahon defeated The Miz. You got to make Shane strong for that Roman match. Sands of time, <laughs> <laughs> which is what we're calling it. Yeah, yeah, oh, regardless. yeah, regardless. Sands of time. Yep. Oh, I love it. Shane immediately tries to run from the cage, works over Miz a, a bit, but Miz applies to figure four. Miz wears out Shane with a chair, but Shane gets his foot on the ropes in a pin. And commentary brought a lot of attention to this, yes. just like they did the Joe Ray thing. Yep. It was paid attention to heavily. Uh, this does not stop a pinfall in a cage match, but it did here. Shane gets launched into the cage, climbs over, and uh, ends up getting dropped by Miz, and Shane wins. Yes. 
Like I said, they're keeping him strong for Roman. Right, Dr- strong. Yeah, strong. Keeping Shane strong. For he Roman. was he was dropped off the top of the cage and was unconscious, lying shirtless on the floor. And uh, he in, like in reality, ha- he looked like in, David Hasselhoff minus the hamburger. And I, if I'm Corey Graves, I'm saying, what's that to Shane? He had a helicopter crash. Yeah, I know it's nothing. Like uh, really, really sell it. I I will mention this uh, on Twitter, Jimmy Corderas. Uh, former referee says that the only time that uh, a foot on the rope doesn't break a pinfall is in a false count anywhere match. And I, and I, I retweeted that. And I said, somebody should tell Michael Cole because Michael Cole was going off about how it should have, you know, doesn't break up the pinfall. And he says, I would, but it's obvious that he's being fed lines to say that it, that, you know, the opposite is true. Yeah. So it's just because Vince, for this particular reason, in this in this match, said, no, 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 the rules that I set up years ago don't apply anymore yeah. because my son's in the match. And here's the thing. Uh, the, the reason why pinning uh, the, the foot on the rope is, yeah. uh, is not a, a countable thing. It's not the act of getting your foot on the ropes necessarily. It's yeah. the act of breaking the plane. Uh-huh. And what that does is it you're, you're outside the ring. Yep. So therefore, the pin doesn't count. Um, and there, there are tons of situations. I mean, my God, I'm pretty sure that Baron Corbin was breaking the plane when yeah. Jinder Mahal beat him yeah. for in, in the cash-in. Yeah. But we, we are to believe that underneath the ropes in a cage match is the same as outside the cage? I don't know. It's bad. That's, that's confusing. That's confusing to me. Ref got buried again. WWE Cruiserweight Championship match. Tony Nese defeated Arya Davari. Davari's having a great year. Uh, a very good match that, unfortunately, the crowd did not care about at all. Uh, there were a lot of people here who didn't know who Davari was or why he's dressed like Derek Dietrich of the Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> Here's the deal. You had months where Cruiserweight fans were begging you to put uh, Buddy Murphy versus Mustafa Ali on the main card or whatever. And all like Cedric and Mustafa and Buddy Murphy are all on the main roster. Two of those three guys can't get on TV, but anyway, they're all, they're not on uh, 205 live. And now you put these guys who really haven't been built up the same way uh, on the main card and the audience doesn't know who they are. I was shocked that they did not put the belt on Divari simply because then they would have the Iranian guy defend yeah, the title in Saudi Arabia and probably lose it right back to Tony Nese so everyone could be happy that the Iranian yeah. guy lost. So, okay, but I, I, honestly, this match was good. It was a good match, but the audience had no idea who these guys were. Tony Nese has transitioned so well to a, a baby face. He really has. It, and I didn't ever see that for him, so... No. That's great. He hit the springboard moonsault. I always love a good leg drop to the back of the head. I'm a sucker for the, the fame ass or all versions of it. Davari does a great straight jacket slam and a frog splash, as well as the hammerlock Larry. that's put a lot of people away. But Nice wins with the running Nice. This was good. This would have been rated higher in my match ratings, but the crowd just didn't care, and that, that's a factor for me. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, they, they, I think Tony Nice is doing a great job. Uh, they need an infusion of of something from somewhere. You 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 took out. Here's the thing: you took away uh, first Ali, who's being utilized great on the main roster. Second, you took away Cedric Alexander, who's not, and Buddy Murphy, who can't even get his debut on SmackDown was wasn't while the cameras were rolling. 
Like they were, but not on actual TV. Like he came out and like, you know, shit talked to, to Mustafa Ali trying to run that feud back, but nothing's happened. And that was three weeks ago. You took all these guys off of 205 Live and didn't replace them with any other, you know, it's at Lucha House Party's barely ever on there either. They're basically a raw talent now. So it's weird. They, they, don't, they, don't, they didn't actually infuse it with anything once they took away all these other guys. So it's, it's kind of, it's just not, it's not the same anymore. WWE Demon Diva, friend of the show, says, Beastie in the Bank makes me harder than Blue Chew. Son of a bitch. Thank you for the super chat. Thank you for that. WWE Raw Women's Championship. Becky Lynch defeated Lacey Evans. This was a big, big match for Lacey Evans, I thought. And little did I realize that it wasn't the match that was so big for her, but the performance in totality. sure. And in that... I think it worked. Uh, there's one thing I got to say about Becky Lynch's work. She works really good with Charlotte. I I don't know. How, how can I say this without having weirdos tag her on Twitter and all this crap? Leaping isn't like one of her fortes. Right. But it is so ingrained in her moveset. But she does so many other things so well. I don't know why it goes back to the one thing that she doesn't necessarily do so well yeah. with, with leg drops and drop kicks and yep. front drop kicks and all this. It's yes. she doesn't do that great. And I don't know why it's not accentuate the positives, hide the negatives to make an NBA analogy. Uh, it, Becky Lynch is Russell Westbrook and uh, her leaping is his three pointers. Like that's the worst thing he does and he can't stop doing it. And the worst thing that, that she does is leaping when she's great at everything else. Yeah. Knocking out a triple double ever triple double every night on the court, but can't stop jacking up and going one for seven on threes. Like if she could stop doing that, everything else would be flawless. But she just she's addicted. Lacey had been super protected in some way and that she had been on the show for six months and hadn't lost because she barely wrestled. Yeah. But had really delivered with promos. Uh, the placement of the women's ladder match was very, very smart tonight. Yes. Because you had the Becky match, the Becky match, and the women's money in the bank cash in, but you also had all that stuff lurking about. You didn't know what order that was going to be in, and I thought that right. was brilliant. There was a big miscommunication on a flying drop kick, but this is one of those situations where WWE's production really helped out because until Michael Cole said she didn't get all of it, I had no clue. Because uh, production hit it, re- uh, hit it really well. Lacey does like a half-assed acid drop. And uh, Lacey has Becky pinned. But the ref doesn't count. Right. So that three out of your last four matches, the ref is buried. And got to be a storyline. Got to be referenced at some point. If this is never referenced again, mm-hmm. uh, if like we're talking like a, two weeks down the line and they haven't brought this up at all, all Alex... I'm looking at the show in a lot, in, in a much different way. I mean, you, you've you've got a longer leash than I do. Yeah. If this isn't brought up tomorrow, uh, I mean, I'm salaried, uh, so that's why. Well, that's true. But, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but like, come on, you, this is the thing. It's like this is this would be a major deal on all of these mess ups. Maybe not the one with Shane and 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 Miz. Like that that could be like a weird thing. Like they actually kind of explain it away. Like like. Corey was like, well, the guy gets paid by Shane. He's got to do what the boss tells him to and count it so he so the boss wins. Uh, fine. But the one with Joe, that's 
that's got to be run back. Uh, and and this this one here, like I could absolutely see Lacey making a big deal of it. And if she doesn't, come on, like you 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 called attention to it on commentary. If you don't, maybe we let it slide. But you said, hey, look at this mistake we made. I wonder if anything's going to happen because of this mistake. Now something's got to happen to it because it's not like a, a ref botches a double dribble call when Kawhi Leonard clearly picked up his dribble. It's not like that, and, that, and we're just going to run it. We're not going to do anything about it. I wouldn't know. I was working tonight, Alex. Uh, Becky yeah. wins with the disarmer, and Charlotte Flair immediately comes out. Great move for Charlotte Flair as the heel. That was, was so really good. Really good, good for Becky as the baby face. Yes. A lot of things accomplished here. Lacey Evans doesn't lose a damn bit in losing to Becky Lynch. That's no. okay. She hung with her, especially considering the 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 way that it happened. I will Charlotte- say the biggest right. mistake that Lacey Evans made tonight was the size of her hat. You have to have somewhere to go from here. She's wearing a manhole cover on her head. How big is the one going to be at SummerSlam? The circumference of the earth? Like you, you got to figure out where you you got to start small so you can build. That's that was the only thing that I was going to say about Lacey Evans. Somebody says, "Oh, her shoulders were up." Uh, no, they literally highlighted it on <laughs> yeah. commentary. Yeah, yeah. That it was replayed multiple times, so yeah. we would notice that her shoulders were down. Yeah, that is so weird. The things that people will cape for. Yeah, no, it's so weird. I thought that dealing with impact people, it, impact stands was bad last night. And they literally highlighted it on the goddamn show. Watch the show. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Some of these people acting like horses without a jockey. (laughs) Charlotte goes for the natural selection on the apron, but misses. But Lacey slides around, cracks Becky with the women's right. But Becky almost wins with an inside cradle. Now, we had another bit of a ref botch, but this one I don't think was intentional and wasn't highlighted. If you go back and watch Kyoto, he's giving up his count before Charlotte Flair kicks out. This one wasn't highlighted repeatedly. It wasn't uh, put out there. It, I think this was just a snafu. I think it was mm-hmm. uh, and, and a minor one at that. Charlotte hits a big boot, but they did not connect well on that. No. Charlotte wins. It wasn't good. Um, Becky attacks Lacey Evans after the match. Charlotte and Lacey double-team her, but we got Charlotte Flair, her ninth title reign. A lot of people feel some kind of way about it, Alex, but it's kind of what you want out of a heel. Right, no, no, absolutely. The one thing that I thought was kind of against Charlotte's uh, character that we've seen for a while is when, when Becky starts beating up Lacey, I would think the Charlotte that we know would just stand in the ring and laugh. Yeah. Because because oh I made her so mad she's going after this one. The thing is she and 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 Lacey have no real history be- besides teaming up to power bomb Becky one time. So the mm-hmm. idea that she would like I've got to save my friend Lacey from Becky that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It does for the storyline they were telling tonight, but for everything that led up to it, maybe not. But that was that's the only thing about this that didn't make a lot of sense. I I, I did I did love. Becky, uh, knowing exactly who to blame for her loss to Charlotte, and that was Lacey deciding to mess with her again, and I thought that was really smart. I like that a lot. So future women's tag champion Charlotte and Lacey, double-team yep. Becky. 
they hey, you know what? I would buy the hell out of that too. I, I love sure. them together. That would be great. Bailey makes the save to big chance. So at least for this night, Bailey's over again. Oh yeah. Oh, she's hugely over. You kidding me? And that, that ain't necessarily easy after the last couple of years. They wasted her 2018. Yeah. Um, there is a residual love for Bailey that all it would take is, is the WWE showing her some love and watch how fast the fans respond. And they did tonight. It was like, we've been waiting for you. It's like, it's like, oh, there you are, Bailey. You're back. It's the person we've loved for so long. They've been having you just like running around doing weird storylines where you're going to couples therapy with, with Shasta Banks. And it, it doesn't, where have you been? Oh, now here you are. This is the Bailey we wanted since you showed up on the main roster. And we get you tonight having a great performance in the Money in the Bank, winning the Money in the Bank ca- contract, and cashing it in by saving a friend. Like, that's that's great. It's great. So uh, <laughs> Bailey cashes in, hits a flying elbow drop, and wins. Bailey gets a great ovation. However, you're going to want to change the record here, Alex. Mm-hmm. Corey Graves mentions numerous times yep. that the referee did not get Charlotte back up to her feet. Buries the ref. And, I mean, we're talking at this point, this was the fourth or fifth time yep. Yep. of this show that it was highlighted repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. And then for the last hour and a half, we didn't see it. Nope. It was all in the first hour and a half uh, of the main card that, that we saw all this unfold. What do you make of that? Like, how can they go more than – how can they not address this tomorrow night? I, I, well, I, I we don't know because there's track record. That's right, how. Right. But, but at, least, at least with this one, we can wait until SmackDown. Because these are these are, these are now SmackDown uh, women uh, for the SmackDown title, so we'll have to wait until SmackDown to see if they address this one. The other ones, we got we got a couple we got to address tomorrow, but we can at least wait until Tuesday for this one. This, yeah, the you have to be consistent. Listen, I understand. I honestly like it better this way because this is the actual um, whatever state the 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 champ is in. That's the state they got to face you in. That's the way the money bank should work. But in the past, we've re- we've watched money, uh, money in the bank cash-ins fail because, like, oh wait, we got to make sure the person is up and awake and ready to fight. And you know, I'd much rather it go off the way it did tonight. But yeah, you got to be consistent. I mean, I understand where Corey's coming from. Also, he's just caping for Charlotte, but still. Yeah, but I mean, considering the theme of the evening, yeah, yeah. Bailey goes and celebrates in the crowd. This was a great moment. Oh man, it was it was so good. Like this, you could actually see her. You could watch her out there going, "Wow, I forgot what this feels like." You know what I mean? Like she's like it was a really cool moment. Like uh, again, if you if you weren't following her in her last year in NXT, and like the amount of crazy support that she had from her fans before she got brought up to the to the main roster and summarily executed. Like, like just yeah. ruined by yeah. Vince's booking. Like she didn't know how to use a kendo stick. Like they had no idea what they were doing. So this is, it could be 
the beginning of a, a, of, a, of a wonderful time for her on the main roster. And honestly, people were saying, maybe this is like Vince giving her a, a, a little a little token, saying, thank you for not quitting like your partner did. Yeah. You know, thank you for not quitting like Sasha did. Here's something I'm giving to you. But also, the what's the opposite of a silver lining in the cloud? Like that. Because we all kind of know Charlotte's winning this back, right? So she can get to 10 times. And then losing it again so she can get to 11 times. She's going to be at 17 before SummerSlam at this rate. So we'll see. We'll see. Mick Foley introducing a new championship tomorrow. What do you think it will be? Come on, (laughs) European Championship. Give it back. Come on. I mean, they already have the NXT or the WWE UK Championship. I know. I'm joking. Everyone's saying it's going to be the hardcore title because, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's Mick. That is, is the fine. true wild card of yes. WWE. This, um, uh, whatever it is, I want it to be an actual 24-7 title that's never yes. defended on Raw or SmackDown. Only online. We're like, Alistair, you, you want, like, I want, like, who's ever the current champ? I want somebody, like, videotaping this guy who, like, who's, it's tired. He's dragging his rolly suitcase behind him down the hall, checks into, like, walks into his hotel room, flips on the light, and there's Alistair Black. And then he just does the spin kick, and there's a ref there somehow too. Like make the whole thing just fun and entirely online. These guys would have so much fun with it. Kazim Famuya Day said that he pitched trios titles a while back, but uh, didn't sure. end up happening. It, it, it would be ridiculously terrible if they were like, "Let's do the six man tag titles right after Dean Ambrose quits." Here's the thing: <laughs> if they do six man tag titles, one they got to be floating. Two. You got to unify Raw and SmackDown yes. tag team championships. Oh my god! And man. they got to be floating too. Yeah, like you can't, you can't do three sets of those tag titles. Your number one contenders for your SmackDown tag champions are on Raw. That is how thin you have you have spread yeah. your tag title. Somebody team. says a women's mid card title. I mean, it's possible, and Mick Foley would be a guy to do that too, but. With the level that no, the no, 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 women's no. tag titles no, no, are getting no, no. on TV, I ain't, I ain't doing that at all. No, 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 no. If it's a women's title, you know it's Stephanie McMahon introducing That's it. That's a good point. Come on. <laughs> what do you say, ladies? <laughs> You're ready to make history yeah. again? Yeah. There we go. Elias hits Roman Reigns with a guitar backstage. I thought this was very reminiscent of the WWE production style of like 2000, and I like that. Sure. Elias came out and got through a song. <laughs> got all the way through it. Electric. Going electric. Losing the acoustic. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Well, then Roman Reigns comes out. Spear. Win. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Yep. That's the Roman Reigns I've been looking for. Yeah. For like, what, four or five years, Alex? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was, this was good. And again, I joked at the beginning. Like, it was, it was right as the finale of Game of Thrones was starting. And I could absolutely see, like, Roman's like, no, no, I'm not going to miss this. Uh, let's do this quick. But uh, jokes aside, yeah, Roman should be beating dudes up like this. Like, and, and it's fine. I mean, this was all a weird placeholder thing, to, as, I, as we've said, like, to get to whatever they're doing with Shane versus Roman, because that's definitely happening. Um, but this didn't feel like a pay-per-view match anyway. Excuse me, Roman versus Elias. How many times have we seen that just on a random Raw? Yeah. You know, it's not a pay-per-view match. It just isn't. I mean, if I would much rather Roman Reigns be shoved down my throat and 
have squash matches, then Roman Reigns, as you mentioned, get headlocked for 10 minutes and then do a Superman comeback and, and win. If you're if he's gonna be Superman, well, let him be Superman. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I would prefer. And yeah. implying that he can get chin locked over and over again, and that stops him. Oh, he he can beat you in the matter of seconds, but he doesn't know how to sit out of a chin lock. <laughs> I'm well, like, all they're, right. They're, they're advertising for extreme rules, I believe. Uh Roman versus Shane and Elias. Oh no, how will the big dog ever overcome the odds? I mean, here here's the thing, Alex. Cumulatively, I'm pretty sure Roman Reigns has more service time on the main roster than Steve Austin had his entire WF career. I know that Reigns has wrestled about 300 more matches yes. than Steve Austin did in WWE. Yes. A lot of people think, "Oh, well, it, it, the edge will come, the edge will come." Steve Austin's edge happened within his first 6 months of the company. That's true. There are a lot of people where that boat will just be gone. I don't think that's Roman Reigns. I think he has built up so much stock, and there are some people who will always love whatever whatever he does no matter what, and some that will hate no matter what. But don't coast on that. Don't coast on on it and just let it be the same and boring and, and retread. Do something interesting with him. I thought tonight was interesting. Hope he squashes Shane as well, or at least throw Shane off of something really, really high up in the air. Up next, WWE Universal Championship. Seth Rollins defeated AJ Styles. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Just let me get some of the perspiration. Now, did did you pull that um, out of your crotch and dab your armpit first and then wipe your face like Lacey Evans did? Or yeah, of course, that... of course, okay, of course. I'm I'm that's, a sassy Southern belle, Alex. That's the only way to do it in um, the South. I'm Sean Ross sass right now. <laughs> Everything about these two early on screamed evenly matched. This was AJ Styles rising up to it, to his the levels in which many said that he wasn't at anymore. Uh, the crowd hadn't seen this two hundred times and reacted accordingly. Yeah, and I'll tell you who else reacted accordingly. Michael Cole, who yeah. had, dare I say, one of the uh, best two match stretches in WWE commentary history between this and the Money in the Bank ladder match. Michael Cole had a career defining uh, night tonight. He did some of his best work of all time. He was so into this match. He was so into the main event. I loved it. Uh, hats off to Michael Cole for some incredible work uh, on the call. And hey, uh, Renee and Corey weren't bad either, but it's, it it seemed to me like Michael Cole was really, really stepping up his game. Rollins and AJ both did that as well. Uh, Rollins gets dropped across the buckle, German suplex. He had a great uh, pin counter out of a reverse powerbomb. The counters in this match were second to none. I don't remember the last time I've seen a WWE main roster match with counters quite like this, Alex. No, this was um, this was a treat. This this was this this was. Uh, I loved that they called attention to the fact that when when Rollins was was just a kid, cutting his teeth, he wrestled uh, AJ Styles, who at that point was in the midst of his prime, uh, and. Um, and they and they fifteen uh, again, thirteen years later. But they insist on saying fifteen for some weird reason. Thirteen years later, they have this match uh, at a pay per view 
for the Universal Championship. And you could tell that Seth had been thinking, if I get AJ in the ring again, here are all the things I want to do. Like It felt like that because all these spots were so well put together. It flowed so well. They have such great chemistry. We saw for a while where, where AJ was in matches with other great wrestlers and performers, and the chemistry just wasn't there for whatever reason. A lot of it was just weird, wonky finishes like him versus Kevin Owens, and he gets his leg caught in the table and can't get back in, so it's a count out. But still, it didn't feel like nothing ever really hit like this match. And to the point where I heard a lot of people on Twitter saying, I don't know if AJ still got it anymore. No, 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 no. He's got it. He just had to like find a dance partner like Seth to like really, really play with. This was excellent. There is a super sliced bread from AJ Styles. Yeah. That Rollins rolls through into a modified Falcon Arrow. I needed the hose for that one. Yeah. Styles couldn't get it done with a calf crusher or a backflip reverse DDT. Rollins just obliterated Styles with a super kick. And then he goes for the curb stomp, but Styles catches him and goes into the Styles clash. That is one of my favorite counters I've ever seen in professional wrestling. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh, that that to me is right up there, like 1A and 1B with the RKO counter out of the curb stomp. Yeah, Amazing. Rollins catches the forearm into the ripcord knee, super kick curb stomp. That gets it done. These two fit the hype of the, everybody who wanted to see this match finally unfold Alex uh, Bravo incredible stuff I, I thought this was an immediate WWE uh, main roster match of the year contender 100 um, percent uh, and a lot a lot of it you're like I'm not gonna lie it goes to the cachet of the of the two men involved like you you there's the idea it was a dream match for so many and the fact that again we haven't seen it a hundred times they haven't like had matches over and over again on raw you know like how many times do we say, well, you go back on cagematch.net and you tell me these people have wrestled 84 times in the last two years, you know, according like including like house shows and stuff. This is it. We actually get to see these guys wrestle in WWE for the first time, and it felt momentous. And they gave us a match that matched that moment. And I yeah, like they had worked together about 25 times in WWE, but never a one-on-one match. And that yep. goes a long way. Yep. That is important. And uh, I just I just loved everything about this match from commentary to the execution. Lucha House Party's out. They get beat up by Lars Sullivan, who ends up bleeding. Okay, we we, we reviewed this every week. Yeah, this is okay. A, a couple of things. Lucha House Party's out. They're in, this is the following is a six-man tag match. Okay, I'll bite. Who were the three guys they were scheduled to fight on this pay-per-view that was in a match that was not advertised ahead of time? Nobody, because this was just a thing to get Lars out there. That's fine, but don't lie to me about what this is. Two, did you see how Lars got busted open? How how was it? He headbutted Carlisto, who has got all these spikes on his damn <laughs> So So he's a real smart guy. <laughs> oh, my God. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I hope it was planned. Oh, man. I hope it was planned. That's, that's great. When I, when, I, when I watched the video, somebody tweeted on uh, tweeted it out. Like, he did not lower his look, it was, look as though it was planned. Also, Lars, Lars's face did not look like it was planned. 
Uh, worth mentioning, Titus O'Neil said that Lars Sullivan went out of his way to apologize to him about some of his remarks, and that, that was detailed. You can see that article on the site. Uh, yep. g- good move for Lars doing that. Yep. Uh, really, it doesn't undo what he said, but uh, that's a good step. WWE Championship match, Kofi Kingston defeated Kevin Owens. I was told they didn't even know who was, or they weren't even told who was going to win this as of early this afternoon. Wow. But Kofi ends up winning. He goes right at Owens. He fits the champion role so well. He's still over. And we're talking four and a half hours into a show, and there's still Kofi chance. He's still evolving every match. KO sends Kofi into the ring post, then hits the bullfrog splash. Kofi does a mushroom stomp on the apron, then a 360 dive. Kofi is legitimately as good as he has ever been, and dare I say better than he's ever been. Man, he has stepped up as champion and delivered. Yeah, it, it's uh, you know, he's he's absolutely answered the call. They said, oh, he's he's been this great this whole time, but he hasn't been asked to show everything that he can do. And now, now he's like, well, now I better because I'm the champion, so I'm gonna do, I'm gonna go out there and have the match that I know I can have, and he's killing it. And for everybody who's like, I don't know, I don't know how le- how long all that goodwill is gonna last. I don't know if people are going to still be cheering for Kofi after a couple of months. How's that going right now with the Kofi chain? Yeah, everybody that called him Flavor of the Month and eh, yeah, about a hundred days in, yep. lasted longer than a month. Yep. Kofi or Owens rather counters Trouble in Paradise into a Boston Crab. It's a pop up power bomb for two. Then a Trouble in Paradise hits, but it sends uh, Owens out of the ring. He returns, gets a stunner, but Kofi grabs the ropes. Owens then, for some reason, takes off Kofi's shoes. <laughs> <laughs> whatever just because just kevin being crazy just throws him over the power line like why not just real heel stuff throwing somebody's shoes over a power line uh knees up on a swanton that doesn't look good for anybody uh-uh. trouble in paradise gets the win this was a fine match um perhaps being sandwiched between rollins and styles and that ladder match not such a good thing but the the good in-ring work for Kofi Kingston continues. Yeah, he's great. Kevin Owens looked really good, you know, suitably vicious and sadistic. I mean, he's he's excellent at at, at wrestling in this way. Um, I will say, we I'm assuming we'll talk about this leading up into the Money in the Bank match, but I fully expected um, a Sami Zayn being involved in this, and storyline kept him out of that. He couldn't be involved in this. So, uh, so it, it really was a way to to keep to keep everybody out of this thing. It was just Kevin versus Kofi, mano a mano, and I feel like that's the way it needed to be. Clever storytelling from WWE in that part. Speaking of, Sami Zayn goes backstage, bitches to Triple H about Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman is seen <laughs> chasing down Sami, and Sami is found hanging upside down. He is out of the match. Okay, so a couple things. Sammy, Sammy says to Triple H, I, I, I can't go out there and do this. I'm worried that Braun's going to like destroy me once he, once he gets here. And Triple H says, Braun is barred from the building. He's not here. He's not going to be allowed in the building. Cut to Braun immediately in the building. So somebody didn't get the memo. Or he destroyed all the security guys. Either way. Uh, so that was funny. But here's what I love. When they find Sammy... Hanging upside down, it was like, oh no, the Batman got him. Yeah, that's, that's, it, that's what the Batman does, man. That was all crazy. that was missing, like from that or a Spider-Man thing, was him being covered in web. Yeah, I want to cover somebody in web. Use bluechew.com code Fightful. Um, of course, uh, Triple H blames Braun for it, but this to me looks like much more like 
what the Joker would do if he thought he was Batman. There you go. And as we said, um, uh, Bubba Ray on Busted Open Radio was was saying, I I think Bray should just be terrorizing people for 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 weeks and never have a match. And Bray responds to that on Twitter with, "You get me, Bubba." So if that's what we're starting with, like Bray just terrorizing people backstage, not showing up or whatever, I think that's awesome uh, yeah. as, a, as a possibility. Triple H tells Braun this didn't get him into the Money in the Bank match. Now, Alex, you're not going to like hearing this. Most people backstage were told that Mustafa Ali was winning until like right before the match. Well, of course. Because you got to keep the, the big thing a secret. Yeah. You know, but I mean him too until wow. like right before the match. Uh, there was chatter backstage that Brock Lesnar was there, but hidden away and you couldn't get anybody to confirm that. I, I asked around and they were like, yeah, there's chatter. Haven't seen him though. Dems the rules. So this match ruled and it was so different than the women's match. Just way, way different. Now keep in mind, guys, I'm not saying that Ali was winning the match. That was what was told, so the result didn't leak, just so, just so you all know. Randy Orton's use is fantastic. He just sing-bombs people over and over and over. Like, <laughs> they would cut away. <laughs> it's just like a revolving door. Yep. Phenomenal use of Randy Orton now. Yes, great. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is – this is at, he <laughs> to, to use one of his nicknames, this is the Predator at his apex. Yeah. Just just dropping dudes on their skull on the announce table. That's it. Ali rolls over Ricochet, tries to climb the ladder. Really seemed like they were trying to build to an Ali-Ricochet match in the future that they will probably blow off on a wild card on Raw or SmackDown. Oh, yeah, this is the thing. Um, Ricochet versus Ali has the potential to be to be the the Osprey Ricochet uh, of, of, of WWE. Like, they can do – they can find out ways of making that – Super impressive uh, and fun to watch. You know, Ali's just itching at the chance to, to to have that opportunity. You know, this was obviously booked in a way of like Spider Man pointing at Spider Man JPEG, but it was so much fun to like watch these two guys try and outdo each other. I thought that was excellent. Drew was just throwing people in the ladders. This match featured a lot less kind of waiting and spots mm-hmm. than the women's match. That it featured a lot of parts that required five or six people. Right. Uh, but this crowd had like a nice constant rumble to it throughout yeah. this. Well, something I, you don't always hear these days. Something that was interesting with this was the fact that Sammy got knocked, got taken out of the match and nobody replaced him. There was an uh, that you could tell people were like, well, that's not the end of this story. Yeah. Something's going to happen. And the fact that even if it doesn't, honestly, any one of these seven guys could have won, and it would have made sense. I mean, maybe not Randy because he's the old head, and it's wouldn't it didn't maybe the the least amount of sense. But you could have said Randy's like, okay, great, Kofi, I'm coming for you. Like, I, absolutely, that that would have made sense too. Randy Orton just hitting an RKO on Kofi and then cashing in his 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 money in the bank. Absolutely, that's a thing that can happen. So any of these guys could have won. So the fact that that was a, a really a, a major part of it, the, I think that the crowd was in anticipation of anything can happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so th- in addition to the crowd, I, there were just some amazing spots. My tweet was, holy super street balls to turbo championship edition, 
a sunset flip ladder power bomb across another ladder. This has to be used in a video package leading up to Sands of Time yep. <laughs> with Balor and Andrade. Yeah. This yeah. seemed like the right type of thing. And that is one of the gnarliest spots I've seen. Yeah, that like, was- to me, that one's a little bit below uh, uh, in recent years, the Kalisto Salida del Sol yes. off the, the top. But Yeah, that, that was amazing. And here's the deal. I don't think that was the thing that hurt Finn the most. Because later... He was, what was he, choke slammed onto a ladder sitting on its side, like directly across his spine? Yeah. Like that seemed excessive. Even the even the suplex yeah. was brutal. Nasty stuff. Uh, <laughs> Ali hits a Spanish fly on Andrade, and I got to put over Michael Cole again. Him screaming, what is wrong with these guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that it's these guys because it's Andrade and... And, Must- and and Ali, excuse yeah. me, who's who really like Cole hasn't seen a lot of. So the <laughs> fact that like he's like, wait a minute, I've been watching, I've been calling these wrestling matches for a long time. Usually these men aren't trying to literally commit suicide, and that that thing off those ladders, especially since one of those ladders was never fully set up, like the little crossbar was like at this weird triangle point, yeah, like which made it super rickety. <sighs> these guys were li- leaving it all out there. For some homework, guys, I want you all to go back and watch Bound for Glory 05 TNA when Jeff Hardy jumps off the set and Don West, one of my favorite color commentators ever towards his later years, (laughs) is like, what's he doing up there? He's, oh my God, that was freaking insane. Don, Don West was, that was one of my favorite calls of all time. And Michael Cole hit the WWE version of that. Yep. Tonight, amazing. Baron Corbin caught Ricochet with a deep six off a suicide dive. That was beautiful. That got overshadowed by so much other stuff, too. Yep. yep. <laughs> like, I can't, I didn't even have time to factor a Bluetooth plug into it. <laughs> and that's my favorite. Yep. Drew sends Ricochet outside through a ladder. Just amazing. And Ross Gould, thank you for the super chat, said, no talk of an eighth guy by commentary until Brock showed up. He says, we need AEW now more than ever. Vince has lost his foresight. I don't think so. I think the Brock Lesnar thing was a super heel move. Do I like it? No. Do I enjoy it from a show quality standpoint? No. But as I say sometimes, it ain't about steak, snakes and sparklers, my friend. We can't be sitting there just selling those on the side of the road, and WWE can't be either. It's about the consumer, and I, I got to give uh, Demon Diva props. She said, you know, WWE gave you six weeks without Lesnar, and people just didn't watch the show. That is, that is very true. No, 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 you can't say that, because Brock's not on the fucking show. He's not on yeah. the show. So he is so, he is leading up to WrestleMania and pers- but that, consistently. But that's, but that's WrestleMania. Like in the weird like the weird time after after WrestleMania when Brock wouldn't be on the show anyway, they wouldn't be watching like I wonder that's if fair. Brock yeah. shows up, you know? So they, they those 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 ratings would have suffered with or without Brock. The idea that you bring him back now in this way, listen, the other thing is that I mean part of the allure of the money in the bank contract is that the possibility is there that somebody might hold on to it for like nine months and yeah. always be the threat sitting out there. And tonight we had an immediate cash in 
And now we have Brock with the thing, which makes it doesn't matter because he's never going to be on Raw to use it. So he'll, he'll probably just call out and say, uh, you know, Seth, um, I'm challenging you for signs of time. And then we're going to get to June 7th and they'll have that match. Fine. But that's 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 the whatever happened to the report, quote unquote report, that whoever wins the money in the bank contract is going to be made out to be a huge star. It's going to rocket them to the top. This young up and coming talent, the next big thing, Brock Lesnar. Come on. Nobody, I was, buy, nobody buys that. I was real excited to launch you into that rant. <laughs> <laughs> real excited. You have no idea. So, uh, yeah, I, I will say this. This does subsequently make every Brock Lesnar appearance much more valuable and much more important. However, I don't believe that he'll cash in on a Raw. No. I don't think he'll even do that. And to be honest with you, I don't know why WWE doesn't book a Brock Lesnar match for a Raw. If they want to get viewership up a little bit, or SmackDown, whatever the hell you want to do, why not book a Brock Lesnar match for one of those shows? I mean, you've done it in Japan, you've done it all over the place. Why not make that work? You're getting quite an investment, and maybe they will this fall, for all I know, uh, when, when that big money kicks in. But even with that, I thought this was a match of the year contender, just two or three matches away from Rollins and AJ Styles. Just some real good wrestling tonight. I, I will say um, that if you have watched, if you watched the WWE Chronicle episode uh, for Ali, for Mustafa Ali, um, that aired last night on the network, which is you, if you haven't, please do. Like it's, it's some of the most like real um, interesting introspective type of, uh, of, you know, filmmaking that I've seen WWE do. It was really, really amazing. Um, and they leave it there at the very end um, with uh, with Ali telling a story like he's had dreams about him climbing to the, the ladder and getting up to the top and putting his, his hand on the briefcase and looking around and everyone is down. Like no one's even like attempting to get to the ladder. Like he's there. Like yeah. and then And then he wakes up and he doesn't know if like somebody like comes out of nowhere and, and, and knocks the ladder over or what, or if he p- pulls the thing off. He doesn't know. Um, so your your comment that that he might have thought, oh my God, that's the thing that's actually going to happen. I'm going to win this until 20 minutes before he goes out there and knowing that Brock's going to come out. And apparently, whatever happened at the end, he got busted up really bad. Yeah. Uh, and Seems, so man, he, he is getting that a lot. And yeah. that's, that's rough. Yeah. Uh, also... LOL at Brock wearing his gear for that. <laughs> wearing his damn gloves, too. Com- like- committed to this company is Brock Lesnar. <laughs> oh, yes. So committed. Wait, what, uh, he, he looked over the moon to be there. Well, yeah. I mean, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a great, it's a great, it's a big moment. You know, it's a big thing. And I, also, I think he gets off on the fact that everyone hates it. Like, he loves that everyone hates that he's yeah. there and ruining their he money loves, in the bank match. Brock yeah. loves heat. Yeah. And, um, I mean, hey, he's one for one in ladder matches, as I told you off the air. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> so was Bailey too, though. That's true. WWE Money in the Bank overall, I thought this was a good show, a fun show to watch. Set the stage for a lot of stuff. Don't know how how it'll happen, but there needs to be uh, some follow up on the ref stuff. That's the biggest question mark I have actually coming out of all of this. And uh, here's to hoping they end that wild card. All but one person I've talked to in the company hates the idea of the wild card. They hate it. Yeah. And, and 
several of them that I spoke to said, well, I wouldn't hate it so much if it was one person on a show, but it's a crutch. So we'll see how that goes. We'll be back here uh, Monday, Tuesday. But listen, guys, we've got a ton of exclusives coming up. Subscribe to Fightful Select. That is the most uh, direct way to support us. This week alone, I have exclusives on Tom McGee, Jordan Grace, Dasha Fuentes, a lot of stuff uh, coming up. We're going to be in Vegas, myself, Jimmy, Andrew. We're all going to be there. Uh, in addition to Andrew or uh, Alex and Warren's Double or Nothing post show, uh, myself, Jimmy, and Andrew are going to do some sort of post show. I don't know when it's going to be up. I don't know when I'll be able to edit it and all that. But I'm going to be getting a lot of content, a lot of in-person interviews. That's something you guys are going to see a lot more of in the future on Fightful. I'm going to be traveling a little bit more, getting some more in-person interviews. Um, we brought Andrew on full-time to help allow and facilitate that. We've got a new elite MMA writer to help facilitate that as well. I want to thank all of them who helped cover this show. Jeremy, Andrew, and Joe Holbert. Alex, I'm not going to thank you because you were too busy watching the Bucks get beat tonight. No, oh, yeah, I mean, I'm... I was I was watching it on my phone as as the money in the bank was on the TV. So you know, I, I I knew where my butt bread was buttered. Yeah, thank you to our mods in the chat too, because quite frankly, we have a filthy fan base. We are <laughs> you, you guys are disgusting, and and we love you. But hey, hey man, hey man, uh, if you're in Las Vegas, come say hi to me. I'll be around. I'll be at Starcast, uh, staying at the Caesars. Say hi to your boy. Alex, you can still make the last minute trip. Uh, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Leave us a thumbs up on this video, guys. That helps out a lot. Leaving a nice iTunes review helps a lot, too. Until next time, thank you guys so much. Join us back here after Raw. We're out. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.